Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Joining me now is a man very experienced in the sporting world. Um, Been to five Olympic Games, five Commonwealth Games. Is the official team sports psychologist. I always feel nervous when I talk to a psychologist or a psychiatrist, Gary Hermanson, because I think you'll find out my weaknesses. It's almost like a mind reader. Uh, well, it would seem that way, but it's probably for many people it would be pretty obvious to see what the weaknesses are anyway. So let's, <laughs> let's get beyond that, shall we? Yeah, we shall get beyond <laughs> that. Um, what, what, God, there's so many things I want to ask you. What are, the, what are the main things that you address, maybe with someone that you're working with for the first time? I mean, we see a lot of Youngsters, I'm thinking about our snow sports athletes, Levi Sherwood, who we spoke to earlier today, Ross Taylor. They can reach the top very, very young. What are the biggest challenges for those type of athletes? Well, I think the challenges, in fact, through sport altogether, is being able to manage anxiety because as you're getting further up into the the higher levels, um, the expectations that get upon you, the consequences of what you do uh, generate a degree of anxiety and it's the ability to to use that anxiety constructively makes a difference and what can often happen is that anxiety can overwhelm the athlete and they get into that what we you know fight flight freeze reaction so the real part is that some people seem to be able to manage that naturally whereas for others it's the need to do some work on that to be able to not get overwhelmed by it so for me the probably the single biggest work I do with regard to performance and well-being is just being able to hear what people uh, say about their experience of anxiety and how they manage it really so we only go to the GP when we're sick. Do people only go to sports psychologists when their form's slumping? <laughs> they they used to. Um, my first Commonwealth Games, you know, uh, in Kuala Lumpur now, um, athletes would see me coming down the street and would walk the other side of the road. Uh, <laughs> or if I went and sat beside them in the dining room, they'd eat quickly and get up and leave because they didn't want to be seen in my company. It was almost like, oh, that means I've got problems. But through over the years, so we're now, what, that's, uh, gee, 20-something uh, years ago, um, over the years now, through academies and through um, opportunities, athletes now see this as being a part of development, not a part of problems. And so now many athletes, most athletes, and, and they're also quite comfortable with it. I mean, Ross, for example, who I still have some, some contact with a lot, has been able to, to encourage other young athletes to work in this area as well. Um, and a lot of people, you know, when I think back to my own playing days, both in rugby and cricket, I wish I knew then what I know now. Um, and a lot of older people sort of say, oh, I never needed a sports psychologist. So, uh, you know, I was talking with Dermot Payton, who was a pretty well-known uh, CD player the other day, and a good farmer who said, what, what do you guys do? I never needed a psychologist. And I said, oh, let's just talk about it, shall we? So we had a chat. But a little bit of that happens. So what, what brought you to this work? Was it something that you felt was needed? Were you always a good listener, a compassionate, and an empathizer? What led you to it? Well, it was a little bit of one of those fortuitous moments, really, because I left high school having seen sport as my main life experience, went into an office job, and then 
a guy in Palmerston North called Mervyn Hancock, who was a child welfare officer, who I got to know quite you know, accidentally, really, rang me one day and said, look, I think you'd make a good social worker. How about kind of coming and talk with me? So I got a job in social work at a pretty young age, which led on to university, took me down to Wellington, played rugby for Wellington uh, quite a bit. And um, then when I went uh, uh, taught at Massey here in the university in counselling, the two pieces came together, that counselling background, that you know, somebody seeing you and thinking about your character. Um, but then my own sporting background came together and I happened to be at the right place at the right time when sports psychology began in New Zealand around 1990. And that just led on for me from there, really. Is, is the New Zealand athlete a bit like, um, you know, you go into the supermarket and there's a whole array of fruit and vegetables that are all very different. And you looking after the athletes, it's like a supermarket of personalities are all so different. Yes, indeed. I mean, Matthew Sinclair, who's playing today, is a wonderful cricketer and a distinct personality. <laughs> if you look at some, a lot of people kind of see Matthew and kind of think, okay, he's, he's quirky, but he's, he's a lovely guy. Um, but then other people are a bit more laid back. You know, Jamie Howe is kind of relaxed and calm and and has a good sense of humour and whatever. So when you see them, they have their different personalities, but, but there's something quite, you know, they respond to the challenges differently, but deep down there's a commonality in that space as well. Mm. You know, each of them have to go out there and put themselves on the line and manage the pressure. So there is the similarity which you could begin to work with. Because I'm thinking about, I was trying to think just while you were speaking, then t- two cricketers who are polar opposites who have the same job. So I'm going to go Steve Smith, Kane Williamson. You probably couldn't get two more different <laughs> creatures who are trying to do the same thing. Indeed, yeah. That's quite different in terms of personality, style and whatever. And I think from, you know, I mean, obviously if you're working with them, it's the way you connect with them, which is the which is the key point. You know, I mean, I'm sure that it's not like everyone I work with necessarily, you know, connects with you that way too. But part of the work is being able to establish a relationship because, once the relationship has been established and trust there, then they share much more about who they are and what they do, and that provides the basis to work with them as as to who they are rather than imposing some formula on top of them from there. And that's what makes the work I do and have been involved in quite kind of stimulated and encouraging. There's a bit of a challenge, but also people you see with different shapes and sizes, and um, when it comes down to it, that's what makes it such a... A wonderful place to be, really. Mm. And I guess every, you know, every trophy needs a different kind of polish. So every every athlete needs um, a different approach from you. So in a roundabout way, I want to ask you some athletes, and I don't want to encroach on um, mm-hmm. patient sure. administrator, but who's needed the least work? Like who's got it sorted that you're just going, wow, you've got your stuff organized yeah. to do this? Well, it's interesting because um, they, all, they all get their challenges. I mean, Rob Waddell probably was the athlete who, to me, and who a lot of people would see as being, you know, well, kind of uh, steady, stable, competitive, did so well in that space as well. And, and I can say this because Rob and I have talked about it in public space as well, but at the Sydney Olympics, um, Rob, who was a dead set certainty to win a gold medal on everyone's radar, um, quite by chance, actually, his wife, Sonia, who was at the Games as well, she caught me one day and said, I'm a bit worried about Rob, he's, you know, he's not sleeping too well, whatever. And then we, we talked together and, and it was a perfect example of someone who was so expected to win 
that everyone assumed he was was dealing with it well and we talked together and sorted out some things that were that he saw as being challenging but also he saw as a solution and you know basically what we came up with and what he came up with in his own discussion was if I keep my head inside the boat then I'll be okay. I know what goes on inside the boat. The problem is in the lead-up, everyone's dragging my head outside the boat. Mm. It's to do with you know how you'll win this medal, what will happen. And so the target for him became head inside the boat, and he managed that. It was you know still nervous and that, but for him it was that ability to to give himself the chance to do what he was skilled at doing anyway. But in the environment of the games, it, he was getting drawn each way by people who wanted to see it uh, as being dead set certainty outcome. Mm. Would it be fair to say that um, mental skills as one of the tools in your toolbox has different importance for different sports or different importance for different athletes? I think it's difficult in particular for um, sports where outcomes are so obvious, Like, and cricket's a perfect case of that, where um, everything you're doing is governed by something which shows up on the scoreboard. Um, in my own, I mean, I, I played cricket and I've, I found cricket a challenging sport from that point of view because I found myself um, more nervous in cricket than I was when I was in rugby. And part of the reason is in rugby, you're part of a team unit and you can do things. You have your moments where you're under pressure um, and you can have moments where you can draw from the benefit of the people around you. But cricket as a sport is that curious mixture of being, a, a, it's either a team sport played by individuals or an individual sport played within a team. And, and I think that that's why it's challenging. So those sports like um, cricket, um, uh, archery, for example, or rifle shooting, whatever, where what you do right now is immediately has an impact on what you have to do next. And golf, of course, is the ultimate of that, where every shot you play, you know, you go, you're determined to do well today and you play a terrible nine holes and you give up on it and you have a brilliant nine holes coming home, or the reverse, where you have a terrible nine, first nine, and the second home is, is great because you're, you're relaxed with it. But those sports are much more difficult where the, the, the outcomes, the, the scores are so immediately obvious. Yeah, that's amazing you say that because you can say, like, the, there'll be a game of cricket tonight and I can wake up in the morning or get home late tonight and I'll just go, you know, I wonder how Jimmy Nation went. And we go on the scoreboard, I oh, got nine runs and none for 24, he had a bad game. But yeah. if I'm watching a game, of, if there's been a game of rugby, they're not marked like mm. that, aren't they? That's right. It's so accountable right. cricket. Yeah, you ask a cricketer how they went on the weekend, they'll tell you how many runs they made or how many, how many, uh, how few runs they made or how many wickets they got or how many catches they dropped uh, because that's what you immediately say. But when I often walk with people I, I've been working with, I say, so how did you go on the weekend? And they give me a score. And I say, no, 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 how did you go? Tell me about the, the, the innings. What? How did you manage the initial stages? How did you stay there? What happened when you went out? What do you learn from that? And I think that's the part that you have to, the scores, tend to define you but it's really you're defined more by how the process of what you do out there and that's what what's the tough part mm, you must be so pleased that the work that you do now is uh, much more inverted commas socially acceptable well it is it's 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 nice to be able to work with people and have people approach you and want to talk about that rather than having to to find these subtle ways to connect with people mm. and build something to work from from there well gary wonderful career you're still giving uh still helping youngsters and oldsters and the and the whole shebang lovely to chat to you today great thanks very much indeed gary Hibbertson there we'll take a quick break dean budd former italian rugby captain yes that's right and they've started winning i think it's all because of him we'll find out if that's true right after the break Thank you.
It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.